0: Praise the Lord. Hi, church. It's good to be talking to you again this morning. In my message to you this morning, I want to encourage you to remain hopeful. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope because of all that is going on around you. How are you today? How have you been? Yeah, we are in June 2021 and still struggling under this global pandemic. This has been longer than anticipated and it has caused a lot of disruption and frustration for many people. Statistics show that relationships and marriages have been strained and many did not survive this season or are right now under severe pressure. Businesses and jobs continue under pressure and some sectors remain closed. Even the faith of many believers has been affected by the pain of stress and even loss. How are you doing at this time? How is your faith holding after more than 14 months of varying levels of lockdown? My desire this morning is to talk to you about hope, no matter To what extent you are being affected by what is going on in the world, you and I need hope. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic. There is so much more that is frustrating people today. The economic situation, the high levels of crime, the continuous corruption we see around us. Listening to a talk radio show the other day, I heard some people declare openly that they have no hope for this nation. After all the corruption they have seen, after seeing how people are getting away with crimes, they have lost hope. And this is not an isolated South African situation. Reports from many countries around the world indicate that many people are losing hope or have lost hope. And this is a serious problem. You see, uh, people, can endure great amounts of frustration and pain as long as they have hope. If they have hope that things will change, they are able to endure. But if hope is gone, people just give up. And unfortunately, that is what is happening around us to many people, to couples, families, and individuals. Into this situation, the Bible speaks to us. God's instructions to us is to keep our hope high. Listen to James 5.8 in the Good News Translation. You also must be patient. Keep your hopes high, for the day of the Lord is coming near. He's telling us, don't give up hope. Some translations say, establish your hearts" or strengthen your hearts. That is, don't get downhearted. Don't become weak at heart. Don't lose hope. Remain hopeful. How are you doing in remaining hopeful today? How are you doing in remaining hopeful today? Today. I know that it is so easy to become downhearted, to become cynical, to become angry when you hear the news, when you see what is going on around you, when you hear of destruction, riots, abuse, unfairness, discrimination, poor service delivery, and so on. I am not so young anymore, and the problem with us older people is that we have seen decades of of abuse, of unfairness, of failed plans, years of disappointment and pain. And it is so easy to become cynical. So, especially to you, all the (laughs) folks, let me say this. Remain hopeful. Don't lose hope. Guard your heart. Establish your heart. The story is not over yet. There is Hope. yet. In times like these, we cannot lose hope. Recently, we celebrated Easter and then the Ascension and and Pentecost. Every one of these events brought hope to mankind and very specifically to the church, to believers in Jesus Christ. The church in the book of Acts grew because believers had hope They were devoted because they had hope. They were also living in difficult times. It was not a pandemic. It was persecution. There was inequality, unfairness, poverty, abuse, and just about every other frustrating factor you see today. They did not have social media to climb onto and complain and vent like people do today. But they had hope. Hallelujah. And today, the more we learn about hope, the more we learn how important it is for your emotional, mental, and physical health. You may ask, Pastor, are you saying that if I have no hope, it is bad for my health? Yeah, that's precisely what I am saying. And that is just the beginning of the devastating effects of hopelessness. Here are a few things scientists know about hope. Hope improves your physical health. Many studies have shown a wide range of physical health benefits of increased hope, including a higher functioning immune system, better prognosis in chronic illness, and decreased sensations of pain. It can help with our resilience when there are bumps in the road helping us to have the energy to continue on the path that we are in instead of giving up. Now the thing is that hope improves your emotional health. Higher hope is associated with lower levels of anxiety and depression. Uh, of course, this isn't a surprise uh, as hopelessness itself can be a symptom of depression. So it stands to reason that hope and depression would be negatively correlated. Hope also protects against anxiety by helping you understand that threats can be managed and that you can eventually gain autonomy even in the scariest situations. Another thing about hope is that hope helps you choose healthier behaviors. Many years ago, A certain town in a valley in the United States was designated to be flooded due to the construction of a dam downriver. This would only happen many years on, maybe 10 years or more. But once the residents were told of their fate, although they would be staying in the town for a number of years still, within a year or two, the town looked terrible. Houses were not painted. Parks and gardens were not maintained. Facilities were not updated. Why? The people and authorities of the town lost hope. They knew they would soon have to leave everything behind, and it was all going to be flooded anyway. So why look after anything? But when we feel like there there are possibilities of good things ahead, we tend to strengthen those possibilities by nudging ourselves along into healthier behaviors. Think for a moment of what this pandemic has done to you. Think about what a new post-COVID life may mean to you. Might it activate you to make some changes and get out of the ruts that you may have be trapped under during lockdown with your daily life so restricted. So hope really makes a difference in our lives and the way we live our lives. And if this matters to the world, if the world is discovering the importance of hope, how much more should it matter to us Christians? However, We need to understand that hope is not being unrealistically positive. I've heard much of that too. From politicians to to younger people, you know, there can be this tendency to overlook the realities of our problems in society and and just declare that we live in a world or a country with possibilities and that we must just go on there and and make it happen. (laughs) No, it's, it's not so. To have hope does not imply that we ignore reality. It does not mean that we ignore our negative emotions and thoughts. Amen? It does not mean that we force ourselves to see only the bright side. We need to grieve loss. We need to feel negative emotions and learn to manage them. Out of the darkness of those emotions and thoughts, let hope arise like a bright light. If you have hope, you can be patient in your present situation. Our text this morning says, you also must be patient. Keep your hopes high. Amen. The hope that the Bible speaks about is based on knowledge. When you have knowledge of what the will of the Lord is, you have hope. When you have knowledge of what lies ahead, you have hope. We may not know everything that lies ahead, but the Bible does reveal a few things that gives us reason to have hope. If you don't know what God has said, you will feel pretty hopeless. Faith in God and in His Word will keep us what? Hopeful. Amen. So let me share with you four reasons from the Word of God to remain hopeful. Before I share them with you, I'm going to have a little sip from my coffee here. I noticed that some of you lost me. commented that uh, the cup was just there and I never sipped from it. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy that coffee after the message last week. Mm, That coffee is good. Anyway, let's go into those four reasons. We can remain hopeful. We don't have to lose hope. Number one, because God will use this for my good. God will use this situation for my good. Someone said, God never wastes a good crisis. No matter the situation you are in, there is always something you can learn about God, about yourself, about others, about life. We are familiar with the verse in Romans eight twenty eight that says, We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. This verse tells us that what I am going through will turn out for good. But in the book of James, this concept is explained further. James chapter 1 verses 2 and 4 say the following, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. You're facing trials right now of many kinds, right? So he says, consider it pure joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So God uses trials in my life to develop my perseverance and endurance producing maturity in my life. (laughs) Listen, maturity does not come without learning perseverance. You cannot grow in maturity if you don't have to stand for something and endure challenges in your life. Perhaps during your season of difficulty, you may feel you're not growing. But if you remain hopeful, you remain patient, you persevere, then later you will look back and realize that you did learn and you did grow. You developed character and you matured. So we can remain hopeful through trials in life because God will use this for my good. Reason number two, we can remain hopeful because we know that this situation will pass. Don't give up hope, remain hopeful because you know that this situation will pass. What situation? Whatever difficulty and challenging situations you are facing right now, how do I know this situation will pass? Well, check this out Psalm 139, verses 16 and 17 says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God, how vast. Is the sum of them. Did you hear that? Before I was born, God knew what my whole life would be like. He had it in book form. <laughs> that means that I see today, but God sees tomorrow and every other day for the rest of my life. <laughs> and here is what I know about what He knows. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So, if I know that God knows my tomorrow and that His plan is to give me a hope and a future, I can have hope today and I can trust in Him today, right? Why? Because I know that what I am going through today Shall pass. It will not last. Amen. It is just another passing chapter in the book of my life. You see, even a lifelong chronic problem will pass. Because you will not take it with you into eternity. We live on earth for a limited time. But heaven, life in heaven, will be for an unlimited time. When we are there Our lives and troubles on earth will seem so pitiful. All our complaining here in this life will seem so needless. And perhaps we should learn that lesson in advance uh, since it is in the Bible. Philippians 2.14 says the following, In everything you do, stay away from complaining and arguing. Another translation says, do all things without complaining and disputing. Another one says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. (laughs) Listen, it is hard to be hopeful while you are complaining. You can't complain and be hopeful at the same time. And during this pandemic time, when so many families are spending so much time at home, working from home, studying from home, what can happen is that you land up arguing with each other. Listen to James 5, 9. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. (laughs) The pandemic is not your spouse's fault nor your kid's fault, so don't argue with them. Being angry doesn't help either. Listen to James 1, verses 19 to 21. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. (laughs) Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires, does not help. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept The word planted in you, the word of God, which can save you. You see, be slow to become angry. It is frightening how angry people seem to be. You see it on the roads, you see it at shops, how quickly people react in anger. But is this anger helping things? You see, this present situation will pass, but perhaps. The results of people's anger today may remain a while longer because of the effect it will have on people. Again, you cannot be hopeful if you are angry all the time. So get rid of all this worldly fault that makes you angry. Spend less time watching the news which can disturb you. Less time watching YouTube videos which spread fear and anger. And spend more time reading the Word You see, this passage says the word can save you. The world cannot. Why? The world will pass, but the word (laughs) will remain forever. So I can remain hopeful because God will use my present situation for my good. And I can remain hopeful because I know that this situation shall pass. Amen. Do not give up. Hope, hallelujah. Here's a third reason to remain hopeful. Jesus will return. Hey, this is a big one. And I have already spoken to you at length about this fact. The Bible has much to say about the return of Christ. Jesus himself made it very clear that he would return. For example, during the last supper, he made the following clear in John 14, verses 2 to 4. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, Would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may be where I am. So nobody knows when Jesus is coming, but we know that he is coming back. If you hear someone saying that they had a the revelation and they know the date the Lord is returning, oh, don't believe them, just ignore them. The Bible is clear that no one will know the date. But the signs of the Bible indicate that it could be soon. And so we must be ready. Amen. This is the greatest hope of the believer. The Bible calls it the blessed hope. And every day that goes by is one day closer to His return. Amen. Our text this morning made clear that the return of Jesus should be a reason to have hope. Let's read again, James 5, 8. You also must be patient. Keep your hopes high, for the day of the Lord's coming is near, hallelujah. And if it was near then, it is so much nearer now. The message puts it this way, be patient, be steady and strong because the Lord could arrive at any time. Did you hear that? Be steady and strong because the Lord could arrive at any time. And that is a reason to remain hopeful. And when he returns, he will bring peace. He will bring justice and healing to this planet. Jesus will also judge those who in their pride and arrogance rejected Him, and He will reward those who trusted Him. So when you feel discouraged, when your plans don't seem to work, when it seems that the bad guys are winning in the world, remember this verse, stay steady and strong, because the Lord could arrive at any time, and then you will have your reward. And this leads me to my last point today. There are more reasons in the Bible to remain hopeful. But the final reason I will speak about today is this. We will be rewarded. We can remain hopeful because we will be rewarded. Okay, now that may sound like a selfish reason to do something, right? To remain hopeful. But that is what the Bible says. Hope has a reward. It is God's promise that if we trust Him in difficult days, if we remain faithful to Him in difficult times, He will reward us. James 1.12, in the Good News Translation, happy are those who remain faithful under trials because when they succeed in passing such a test, they will receive as their reward the life which God has promised to those who love Him, Hallelujah! So if you remain hopeful and therefore continue to persevere in faith, your reward will be eternal life. One cannot imagine the magnitude and beauty of life in heaven, in the Lord's presence. But that is our reward. One Corinthians nine twenty five says, "Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it." to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Athletes in the past used to run for a a wreath that withered and, and died. Today, athletes run and persevere for a medal or a cup. But what will happen eventually to that medal or to that cup? It will eventually be lost forever. But we have hope and we persevere for a reward, for a crown that will last forever and ever. Hallelujah. Our reward is for eternity. Your reward is the manifestation of the mercy of God upon your life during your life now. And then a crown of life as you spend eternity with Him. Listen, hope changes how we see ourselves Hope changes what we value. And hope affects what we do with our lives, with our talents, our time, our treasures. Let me make a few closing remarks about hope before we pray. Hoping things that surround me can bring distractions. Hoping people can bring disappointments. Hoping myself (laughs) can bring devastation. The world has expectation, but the believer has hope. Without Christ, we cannot have real hope. 1 Timothy 1.1 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the command of God, our Savior, and of Christ Jesus, our hope. Did you hear that? Christ Jesus, our hope. You see, Christ is our hope. And without Him, we are simply hopeless. Let me ask you again, how are you doing in remaining hopeful today? I hope these four reasons to remain hopeful have stirred your heart and strengthened your resolve to remain hopeful no matter what you are going through. Don't lose hope. Can you think of more reasons from the Bible to remain hopeful? Be alert this week in your quiet times and as you go about your life and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and show you other biblical and practical reasons to remain hopeful. If you are watching or listening to this message, but you have not put your trust in Jesus as your Savior yet, in who are you hoping? Who are you trusting? Human leader, maybe a future spouse, a political or social system of reform, that's not going to help you. It is not going to change your life. It's not going to bring you hope. Your hope is only as good as what you put it in. And many put their hope in the wrong thing. The only person who deserves our total hope and faith is Jesus. Why not trust Jesus now with your life? and get from Him the hope that you need. You can pray this prayer with me right now. Just bow your head and and, and just say, Lord Jesus, I need to have a living hope. And so I put my trust in you as my source of hope. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I turn from living my life my way and ask you to help me live my life your way. Amen. Well, if you made that simple prayer, that was your first step into a life of hope. Continue growing in faith by reading your Bible, following our services, and finding other believers that you can speak to Will help you in your journey. Contact us and let us connect with you And help you to grow in your faith. May all of us watching or listening to this message remain hopeful. The word is clear. Don't lose hope. God will use this season for your good. This situation will pass. One day Jesus will return. And there will never be troubled seasons again. Hallelujah. And you will be rewarded for your patience and perseverance. My brother and sister, don't lose hope. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for your word. And I pray that everyone listening, everyone watching will have been encouraged by your call for us to not lose hope, to remain hopeful. I pray you strengthen everyone watching, everyone listening that we may look unto you, turn to your word, Lord God, trust in you and your word more than in the situations around us, Lord, so that we may, may have that eternal reward. Enjoy our life now with you and then forever in heaven. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. May the love of God the Father, the grace And the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain with you as you remain hopeful, as you refuse to give up on hope until we see Him. God bless you. Have a great week. See you next Sunday.